I don't even recognize who you are. Oh, look at you. That's right. This is, oh, no, I had the mustache. You had the mustache at least last week. Now look at you. I know. You, first of all, no beard. It's coming in slowly. A little bit, yeah. A little 5 o'clock shadow. No beard. No weekend trav attire. What in the world? No mustache either. No mustache, no nothing. Who is no this American guy? flags anywhere. This, I mean, supposedly this is weighing in with Travis Hartman. From St. Joseph, Missouri, here is Travis Lee Hartman. Hopefully. Hopefully. That there is Week in Trev. I am B-Money, the producer. Thank you for joining us for episode 43 of Weighing In with Travis Hartman. Uh, special thanks to our media partners, TH Boxing, IF Enterprises, and Gulfstream Financial. As always, thank you, uh, ladies and gentlemen, for your support uh, and what you do for us. Week in Trav, good to see you. We're coming to you from the TH Boxing facility on a Monday. Usually we're here on Sunday, but we're here on Monday, Monday, Monday. Ow, now, brown cow. Sorry. I think I'm our... loose in my lips. okay you like it your vocal cords are warmed up i guess um so we can travel i know we talked pre-production a couple of things that we wanted to get into we are going to discuss uh canelo alvarez taking on billy joe saunders in about two weeks um we'll, we'll kind of tee that fight up talk about some other things that were going on over the weekend some thoughts in general what's going on with pay and things like that because that seems to be getting a lot of headlines right now so that being said, Weekend Trav, good to see you. Good to see you, b Cheers to you. Cheers, brother. We're also going to talk about what we're drinking, if we remember to. Um, so, that being said, Weekend Trav, let's go ahead and just jump right in, unless you have some opening thoughts. Well, yes, I do, real fast. Let's do it. I want to congratulate Josh and Rebecca Douglas. Amen. Who got married on Saturday. They are on their way to the honeymoon right now, but congratulations, you guys. We wish you the best. God bless you. Um, it was my honor being there to see you guys get married in South Carolina. And from weighing in with Travis Hartman, be money, weekend Trav. We wish you guys the congratulations. best. Congratulations. All the best and uh, lifelong of happiness. And uh, it reminds me of my best man toast that I did at my best friend's wedding, though he's currently going through divorce. But the best man toast. Okay, let's hear it. May your ups and downs in marriage only be between the sheets. That's very good. I got even a better one. Okay. So he ended up not having, we just like a close family and friends Mm -hmm. wedding. It was very, very like, I think 25, maybe 25 people were there and they just ended up being up there by themselves and they were bringing it in. I was supposed to be in the wedding, but since he condensed it down, didn't even have it. So at the reception, I got up and I said, Hey, you know, I know I'm not the best man. Good Lord. I can only imagine. I want to go ahead and give a speech here. So I got up and I said, a wise man once told me that. A best man speech is supposed to last as long as the groom lasts in bed. I set the mic down and walked off. And I sat in my chair. And everybody was like, wait, what? And then they finally got it. That my speech was like five seconds long. And that's how long Josh lasts in bed. I'm just kidding, Josh. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Got him. It was a fun wedding, though. Got him. It was seriously a fun wedding. We, it was it was a blast, and the weather held off. We danced. We did it. it was it was great, and you know I wouldn't drive up there just for anybody. It was seven hour drive one way, um, but it was awesome. Like I said, to see 
one of your you know friends get married and i know i met josh the same time i met you actually i met him mm-hmm. at ufc gym so that was mm-hmm. around the same time i met you so that's how long i've known him but regardless of all of that it was awesome we wish them the best but let's talk about some boxing let's jump into boxing that's what we're supposed to do right let's do that let's talk about the upcoming matchup between canelo alvarez and billy joe saunders coming to you from dallas stadium 18t stadium or dallas cowboy stadium or jerry's world jerry's world sounds better yeah actually kind of sounds cowboys stadium it's like eh you're just you're just jealous that our stadium holds your stadium would fit yeah. inside of our stadium yeah yeah how many would all of our world championships fit inside the trophy case there yes probably not it's not big enough the we trophy have, case is really small we have the same trophy case is really small we have the same well we're talking super bowls and world titles Oh, you're talking about like classics. You're talking about like before the NFL classics. was formed, like leather helmets. Oh classics. my gosh! Okay, well, yes, it still counts because the Green Bay Packers were the only one that existed. There were two teams. Yeah, it was the Green Bay Packers and the Chiefs. That's it. Just because a team's been around a long time, <laughs> you can't discredit it. Anyways, we are sidetracking. They're so old; they fart dust. Mm-hmm. Old. Literally, you don't yet. The Green Bay Packers are oh. so stupid. They were there when Jesus walked across water, and they said, "It's got to be the shoes." You're welcome. <laughs> okay. I, I, think, so. <laughs> I, think, I think you peaked on your best man speech. I think that was the, okay, so we're getting back to it. Canelo, Alvarez, Billy Joe Saunders. Canelo's fighting for about the 20th time this year. Right. Give me, give me a rundown here, Weekend Trail. We're not asking for a prediction yet. Yep. Uh, that's going to come next week, not during podcast, but we'll do a separate uh, video on the prediction side. Yep. But give me a rundown of this fight, how we got, how we got to where we are, and what, how you see this progressing into the fight itself. Listen, don't sleep on this fight, okay? And what I mean by that is Billy Joe Saunders... So I used to do a radio show for like 10 years before we did the podcast out of California. And then COVID hit and it all shut down. That's why we started this. But on that podcast or on that radio show that I did, I said it on there about four years ago. I was like, if there's one person that I think that can contend and possibly beats Canelo Alvarez, it was Billy Joe Saunders. I was like, I don't think they should fight that guy. I think that guy has the style and the intelligence and the ring IQ to possibly beat Canelo. I'm not saying he's going to beat him for sure because Canelo is that good. But Billy Joe Saunders has all the makings to beat a Canelo Alvarez. He's a lefty. He's crafty. His ring intelligence is through the roof. The guy's super, super smart. He's, he just got quick quick hands. He doesn't really hit that hard. He's, got, he's, th- he's 30 and 0, so we can't discount that for one, two. He's 30 wins, zero losses. However, he's only got 14 knockouts. So that's kind of the knock on him because he can't punch hard. But at this level, it doesn't matter if you can punch hard or not because almost every one of the world title fights, they go the distance. You know, Canelo, when he fights guys like Triple G, they go the distance. It does, there's not a knockout, and Triple G is a knockout artist for sure, but at the high level like that, there's not a knockout. So what I'm saying about that is if you don't have knockout power at that level, that's okay because usually it goes the distance anyway. Mm-hmm. So I'm not making my prediction because usually I would make a prediction even a couple weeks out. I'm not making it because I'm not comfortable with it yet. I'm literally not comfortable saying who I think would win yet. And obviously, Canelo is going to be the favorite, but I don't know. I don't know if that's who I'm going to predict yet. And that's where, like, I'm just I'm, – I'm at a crossroads because I have argued for 
Canelo being pound for pound number one. I have, sure. even though I have Terrence Crawford number one, I've argued multiple times on the show, especially as of late, that I was just like, he's got the resume. He's been so busy. Yeah, he's a fighting champ. Dude, he's fought. Yeah. He fought twice in like what three months. He's getting ready to fight three times in like five months. Like. The guy's an animal, and you mm-hmm. have to give him respect because most of the top guys, they don't do that. So would you say – so this is going to be a strongest test since who? Triple G. Yeah. This will be a strongest test since Triple G. Well, yeah, I mean, you could say that. But I would have said that when he moved up at, to light heavyweight at 175 and fought Sergey Kovalev at 175, I would have easily said that Kovalev was the strongest test. But he ended up knocking Kovalev out, which was crazy. But – I think without a single doubt, everybody could admit that Triple G was um, Canelo's strongest, toughest fight, his last really strongest, grittiest, toughest fight, and he fought him twice. Mm-hmm. So easily, and that was, let's see, let's see how many years ago that was, his last time he fought. So he fought Golovkin in 2018 was the last time. He fought him in 2017, September of 2017, fought him again in uh, September of 2018, so exactly a year later. And so we're getting to draw about, the first one, and then he won the second so one. So we're getting to about two and a half years, and everyone in between that, not going to say that they were just you know scrubs or anything like that, because yeah. no, they're not. They're athletes. You have Daniel Jacobs in between yeah. there too. They're good. They're great fighters, but not to this caliber. Exactly. So, um, and this is just me trying to play devil's advocate because I I think it's going to be a good fight. I, I think Canelo should come out on top, but just play devil's advocate. Do we maybe think right now Canelo seems a bit preoccupied with a lot of different stuff, more than normal? It seems to me that he's busy training other guys, helping train other guys in the yep. facility. I see him out there golfing with um, uh, Ezekiel Elliott. With with Ezekiel the Elliott. I mean, all these things. And that's all great. I'm not trying to say anything against that. You should enjoy your life, too. You should have a fun time. Uh, but I just feel like, are there distractions now? Now that really the microscope is on him as a standalone pound for pound. If, I think if he wins this, there's no more debate. He should be number one there. I will openly say that on our podcast. He beats this guy because right now, Terrence Crawford doesn't even have a date, doesn't have an opponent. Yeah. I think that he might just be trying to wait this contract out because I think in like September or October is when his contract ends. As of right now, I wouldn't blame him. Think about it. We can travel. I wouldn't blame him. By the time people are actually seeing this, maybe for the second or third time seeing this, we're already in the month of May. It's it's at the end of April as we're filming right now. Yeah. It's going to be May. Terrence Crawford doesn't have a lot left on that contract. And there's a lot of bigger fights in the middle. And he doesn't have a lot of leeway with me either because I've been a massive Terrence Crawford advocate. I have. Mm. I've, like, advocated that he's number one pound for pound. So, obviously, other people have said that too. But... He's been, not only has he been inactive, even his active fights, he's not fighting the same people that Canelo's fighting. Even though, even though Canelo fought this Avni Yildirim, who he just, the guy gave up. But before that, he fought undefeated Callum Smith, who was like 6'3", 6'4". He fought Sergey Kovalev at light heavyweight. He fought Daniel Jacobs, who almost, almost beat Triple G as well. And then before that, he fought Rocky Fielding. Not so much a great, great fight. But then he fought Golovkin twice. So his last... Since 2017, Canelo's resume is off the charts. You can't touch it. Nobody else in the game right now has fought who with, he's fought in the last with quantity four or, years. Okay, okay. But, but definitely quantity, with quantity. and quality, yeah. though. I'm saying because he fought twice, yeah. twice Golovkin, Daniel Jacobs, Kovalev, and Callum Smith. Those are the ones that I really can say. And then now, obviously, it's going to be Billy Joe Saunders. Yep. So 
Canelo's resume, his lifelong resume is just out of this world anyway. I mean, when you have Mayweather on there, it's pretty phenomenal. But his resume in general is just, it's a Hall of Fame resume, and he's beaten those guys. Other than Floyd Mayweather is the only one he hasn't beaten. But right now, his last four years, dude, there's nobody in the game right now that can say they fought the guys that he's fought. So usually I pose this question to you on how this guy beats this guy, right? So in this case, how does Billy Joe Saunders yep. beat Canelo? Let me flip it around a little bit because I think the answer will be a little bit different. How does Canelo Alvarez lose to Billy Joe Saunders? Man, you just flipped the script right there. That was, that's, that's good wording. It's not You're, the same question. What are, what are you, a wordsmith? I'm a, a word wizard. That was those. There used good. to be a thing back back in our day. Remember, there were word wizards. It yep. was like almost a handheld electronic like a thesaurus. thesaurus. Yep. Yeah. So you guys don't know this stuff. You could play hangman on it and stuff. You remember that stuff? We're showing our age right we're now. We're so old. You remember? I do feel old. Are now. we allowed in this uh, woke society to call a game hangman? I hate that term, by the way. So the, not uh, hangman. It's actually before. getting so old now. It is. It was funny for a little bit, and now I'm just like, eh. Because every. Eh. Every boomer is saying woke, yep. go broke, yep. stuff like that. I hate it. Maybe we'll talk about that later. So, Canelo Alvarez, how does he lose to Billy Joe Saunders? So, the script for how Canelo loses is I'm going to actually disagree with you on the fact that he's distracted because Canelo has been the face of boxing for about three, three plus years. Mm-hmm. So I think that he's used to this. He, he's been doing a lot of the same stuff he's doing now. He's been golfing now for a little bit. He's, he loves golf. But that dude's a machine. That guy lives in the gym. So is it possible that he can be distracted? Yes. But every single top guy out there can be distracted mm-hmm. the same token as he can. But I do consider Canelo one of the greats already. I do. He's almost 30 years old. So as not do already, I. but he's, what, 47 and 0 or something? So he's more than that, actually. He's 50. 50 55 and 1. It's a wild yeah. amount of so, fights. 55 and 1. But um, I do consider him a great already. I don't think, I think he has the discipline to not be distracted. So if he loses, I don't think it's going to be because of that. But how he loses this fight is if he fights this guy like he fought Arislandi Lara. Okay, Arislandi Lara is a Cuban who's a lefty and he's very slick. He can box. He moves. He's just a really slick fighter. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever blows out Arislandi Lara. Mm. They barely beat him, and Canelo barely beat Arislandi mm. Lara. Nobody wants to talk about that fight because it was a while ago, but he won a majority decision, I think, even. I think one of the judges even scored a draw for that fight. So it's a sneaky fight that nobody talks about, and he was a lefty. So Billy Joe Saunders. He's a lefty. Mm -hmm. He can box. He can move. If you watch what Billy Joe Saunders did to David Lemieux, he schooled him, made him look look childish. However, Canelo is not David Lemieux, so he has that going for him, obviously. Mm -hmm. So how Canelo loses this fight is if Canelo is not able to cut the ring off on Billy Joe Saunders, he's going to have to cut the ring off because if he allows Billy Joe Saunders to sit on the outside – hot shot him and move and move and move and not get hit he's gonna make it a boring ugly fight but canelo will lose the decision if he does that Mm. so if canelo can cut the ring off which i think he will he's a smart fighter and he's gonna have to go to the body if canelo doesn't go to the body which is gonna slow his legs down Mm -hmm. that's the first thing you do with the guy that can box and moves really well you go to his body because in the later rounds, it slows him down because it tires him out. You hit him in the hip. You hit him in everything. You know, it's an illegal shot, but you do it on the inside. You just do little things like that. And Canelo's that type of fighter. He's a smart fighter. He knows that. So to lose this fight, though, he 
don't cut the ring off. If he doesn't cut mm-hmm. the ring off, go to the body early and wear him down and break him down. He'll lose this fight. And, and the thing is, he's going to lose this fight, but he's going to lose it so cleanly that his face won't be marked up and won't be beat up. When he's done, he won't even probably be breathing hard because mm-hmm. that's what a good boxer does. They'll beat you, and after it's all said and done, you're just like, wow, I still have so much energy. I, I don't, I don't, like, I don't yep. know if I should have done more. Yep. And that's what a Mayweather does as well. Like literally will just pot shot you, move, and beat you. And as we know, Mayweather beats Canelo. There you go. Is Billy Joe Saunders Mayweather? Absolutely not. However, though, Billy Joe Saunders is a lefty, just like Arslandi Lara, and he's crafty, and he knows how to fight. Billy Joe Saunders is in the camp and is really good friends with Tyson Fury. Mm-hmm. If you know anything about Tyson Fury is they're both incredibly intelligent inside the ring. They, their ring IQ, what we call it, is, is through the roof. They're super smart. You put them between those ropes, and they're super smart. They know how to think on the fly. They're just that good, which not very many fighters can do that. Canelo can do that, obviously, as well. But Billy Joe Saunders is crafty. Ring IQ is just out of this world. So we'll see. Yeah. But that's why I can't make the prediction because, also, Billy Joe Saunders has a habit of not showing up to to fight sometimes. But he only does that when it's not a big fight. Gotcha. I've never seen Billy Joe Saunders show up to a big fight not prepared. Which this being the biggest fight of his career, yes. thirty and zero, possibly going to thirty one and zero or thirty and one, um, and so that's coming up not this weekend but the following weekend, May eighth, May eighth in Dallas, Texas. Um, that's an interesting matchup, and it seems to me almost. Not, I want to call it the kryptonite for Canelo, but the weakness for sure. Yeah, yeah. When you look at those uh, other names that you had mentioned, very similar styles, uh, one being left-handed, one being orthodox. Yes, but kind of a similar style. It's just the pot shot, moving, smart, yep. fluid in the ring, isn't going to take big risks, big gambles. That seems to be what is almost the weakness for Canelo. It is. So we will see. That should be pretty interesting. And... To take your words and say, no, you're wrong, you are making a prediction. It just won't be tonight, and it's yeah. not going to be next podcast episode, but it will be the standalone uh, prediction for the fight before the fight, probably a day or two before the actual so matchup. So tune in because I've been, on, I've been on my game since really being off of my game when I was messed up with the Tiafoma Lopez and the... Uh, yeah, that caught half the world, I think. Um, yes, that was a t- Lomachenko. Tiafoma Lopez and Lomachenko. Yes. A lot of people got that wrong, but... I, I still I still hate the fact that I got it wrong. I should I don't know. I should have found a way to pay attention closer. I don't know what. If I had to do it over again, I probably still would pick Lomachenko. But regardless, I got that wrong. But it spurred me on. I haven't gotten anything wrong since. Yeah. Okay. I've got I haven't gotten I've gotten a round wrong because I, I called the like six or I called like the tenth round against Canelo and out. Uh, but I still got the. I sure. got the winner right. I only do the round just but, for but play. How, but how many people got that joke of a fight, MMA versus boxing, the other weekend? Who who got that right within a minute? I mean, with literally, yeah. almost, I was two thirty eight, and it was one fifty nine. Yeah. So that was pretty of good. The first so round. I would say this: if you aren't subscribed yet, and, and if you're not, you should really question not only why you're not subscribed, but question your life at this point, really, because you get entertained by us on a weekly basis. You might listen to our stuff, and then you don't subscribe. What's the point? What's the point? You're not liking. You're not subscribing. You're not sharing. I mean, all it takes is a thumb up and click the little subscribe button, and you could even hit the bell notification icon. I don't care what you hit it with. You could use your finger. You can use whatever fleshy body part you got. Just 
subscribe. Fleshy body part. We get some pretty good comments now, too, going back, especially yeah. with that Ben Askren versus uh, Jake Paul. We got some really good comment section there. Everybody was pretty positive, I think, for the most part. Even the guys that didn't agree, we were pretty positive. Well, the main negative people kind of went back into their cave, into their holes, and decided, eh, I'm going to yeah. go back here and and you know pretend that that didn't happen and keep supporting my guys that don't get paid because an overlord is taking all their money away. Listen, I mean, it's funny that you say that about the comments, though, too, because I went back and I liked certain comments. Yeah. Just to like it because you know they got the notification to saw that I like. I was waiting for them to kind of come out and, like, gracefully come Listen. back and say something, but they didn't, which is fine. I didn't want to gloat. No, but. no, no. So it's not that. So what, what we are mentioning, though, is that there's such a pay discrepancy in the combat sports world, right? Boxers, obviously... Big, bigger audience and still in our opinion uh, well the numbers say it I mean you would think everyone says boxing's dying or dead I might have been in that camp many years ago too yeah. but when you actually see the numbers it's not like the pay-per-view buys the actual watches on when it's on ESPN or wherever else to zone everything else people are watching and the fighters are being paid okay when you get into MMA which MMA is great it's 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 it, those are that's such a good sport a great sport to watch and it's a very entertaining but the fighters get paid peanuts in comparison yep. and it's amazing to me especially when you take a large company like UFC uh, I forget how much they they pay or they, they sold themselves for it's like 3.2 billion or something like that crazy uh, an, an incredible amount of money yet the fighters are barely making it how is that possible yeah how is that possible when you get somebody off of what's known as a quote-unquote youtuber coming in with minimal still enough boxing skill to put on the performance yeah. he, he's a good talking game he sells it so you know kudos to him on that how much money did he make versus one of the top guys in ufc or any other you know M mma uh, company i guarantee you that uh, Jake Paul for this last fight made more money than everybody in the UFC minus possibly the Connor. top guys, yeah, Connor, yeah. obviously Connor or some of the other top champs. And that, and we're not saying that. Oh, ha 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 ha! MMA, no, it's no, not at all. Like I respect that. It's like, pay the guys, it's, pay the girls, pay them. The conversation that I had with people too is just it's this. It's Obviously, I'm a boxer. I love boxing, so that's why I'm always defending boxing. I am because I think boxing is a great sport, and I want it to be factual that boxing, we're doing okay. We have been for a while. Post Mayweather, we have been. Canelo's there now. Even before, like Mayweather was like carried the sport for a while. So you're talking the last like 10 or so years, boxing's been doing pretty good. I mean, Mayweather made over $200 million for one fight. Yeah. So what I'm saying about that is that the average – uh, span of a UFC guy's career is far shorter than a boxer's. Mm -hmm. Okay. So with that being said, you would think that they don't have as much time in their life to make money mm -hmm. in UFC. So you would think they would get paid more because their lifespan of their career is less, but they're not. Their career span is like average is like three to five years and they're making less. Yeah. So Dana White is a brilliant marketer. I call him an evil genius because he is, because he makes a ton of money yep. and he's got a good product, obviously. Absolutely. Because does. MMA, is it bigger than boxing? No. But is it struggling? Absolutely not. No. It's growing, it's doing well. I think it's plateaued a little bit, but 
it's plateaued at a high. Like it, yeah. It's 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 there. So yeah. it's not it's not going down. You know what I mean? It's been going up, and I think it's plateaued a little bit. But regardless, it's very popular. Those guys are still the top top guys. They're making a little bit of money still. They've but you're talking about like one percent. They've done a good job on the changing of the guard. Once you get some of the older names, that some of like as I was watching in the early days, and in, as they broke out onto TV. Those guys are long gone now, retired, whatever else. They've done a good job at kind of passing the torch now with some of these other yeah. names. The problem is, is that belts change hands a, a little bit more than usual, or guys get injured, so you get like a temp interim champ. Yeah. That's my gripe with boxing. Yeah, there's Same. so many. Like, who knows who's a champ? Either way, my point is this: it's not an argument about glory of the sport and the fight game and all this other stuff like that. No, 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 no. Because we respect the hell out of you guys and gals. Anyone that steps into any sort of cage or squared circle across from another person in combat, you have mad respect. Massive respect, yes. Here's my problem is that you are not compensated for what you put forth. Your body, your blood, sweat, tears, the emotional component. Hell, we just had uh, Ryan Garcia take a step back just because... For the mental clarity, things like that. And that's okay. And there's, yeah. there's no problem with that. But when it comes to the MMA world, you guys are, gal, and guys and gals, drastically underpaid. And that, in our opinion, is not fair. Not fair at all. We can trap. If I was a mid-card boxer on a, an average pay-per-view, what would, what's, what would be my usual purse? On an average, on average, yeah, card, uh, estimate, I mean, estimate. Yeah, there, we're talking. So I'm going to give you a wide range, though. Okay, that's you're fine. Looking, I'm going to give you between a hundred thousand dollars and five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, that's about, and that's, but that's mid level. You're talking for, the main event. You're looking at way more. Exactly than that. for mid level, main event even on an average pay per view. You're getting, and that's a wide span, a spread. But that's not happening in the MMA world. It is not at all. That's why you're seeing guys, in my opinion, you're seeing these guys start to clown with jake paul a little bit and try to sell something they're trying to get in line maybe not necessarily with him or but somebody else to get some of that boxing money yeah and i don't blame them i, I don't yeah. blame them i don't either if you can get it get it like get it get it but i would like them to put up a little better of a fight well, than they asked uh, and so then the the flip argument is well those guys don't step down and, and step into a cage why would they they don't get they want to get paid well here's the deal too and this is what i i want to really really tell everybody that Let's really talk about that because Mayweather, this all started when Conor McGregor, Conor McGregor called out Floyd Mayweather not to come to the octagon. Okay. He said, I'll fight you in a boxing ring. So I have no problem with a box because I'm like, boxers aren't calling out MMA guys and being like, we'll fight you in the octagon. We're not because I, I respect the octagon. Mm -hmm. Okay. Can I fight? Can I, could, could I roll around a little bit? Maybe, but I don't want to because I know what you guys do. You do more than just boxing. There, there's there's a ground game. Right. I don't have it because I've worked my whole life on the stand-up game. Yep. Okay. I don't want to do it, and I'm not going over to MMA for that reason. But MMA guys, you guys are calling boxers out in the ring. So I, I just the only reason I bring this up is because I reject the notion of everybody like, oh well, come over like Jake Paul, come over to the octagon. Jake Paul's not calling out. Ben Askren was calling out Jake Paul. Yeah. Jake Paul wasn't going, come on, I'll beat you in the octagon. I'll be Jake Paul didn't call him out. So that's my thing is those guys, listen, don't be like, oh, well, we'll kick your ass in the octagon. You probably will. That's why we don't call you out because we're perfecting our sport. Stay in your lane. 
That's what I want to say. Stay in your lane. And if you don't stay in your lane, don't give me this crap. Well, if you come in my lane, I'll beat you. Yeah, you probably will. But guess what? I'm going to stay in my lane because I know my lane. And I respect MMA guys. I'm in my lane. Listen, and you, but I'll take that, I'll take your words and twist it a little bit. I say keep on coming in the lane and get paid and provide for your family. Fair. Do it. If the opportunity presents itself for some for, for a mixed martial artist to box, somehow get on a card, maybe it's against a Jake Paul, some other guy, some other, I don't know, it's kind of almost like a circus act at this point. But if you're going to get paid six figures, crazy. Dude. how often does that happen inside the cage for you? I mean, not talking sponsors added up to that. I'm saying the actual check yep, from purse. the UFC. What what did what did um what was I wish we had this number What was Ben Askren's highest payday in the UFC? Oh, couldn't even know that? Be close to that. No, no, because he made what was his his preliminary number before any any like pay per view buys things like that. Wasn't it like four or five hundred on this fight? It was no, it was five hundred thousand. Yeah, 500, that was his purse for boxing. That was guaranteed. Guaranteed, and so obviously it was higher than that. No, there's no way. There's no way, and so that so that begs the question. I think we can travel. We've talked about this in some of our earlier days on the podcast. We talk about, is there ever such a, a, an idea to have uh, a union? Or, no. I don't know. I, so these, that, guys are get, these guys and gals are just getting taken to the woodshed by Dana White and the like. Yep. And they are literally sucking you dry of all your funds and barely giving you any of it back. And they are doing fine themselves. They're yeah. making the money, and they're barely paying you guys and gals. I believe when uh, Dana White and them sold the company, so Dana White sold it, but he retained, like, I think f- close to 50%, 48%, something was his stockholder. It, may, it might have been that high, but it was pretty close. And he retained being the president of yeah. the company, which he's controlling operations yeah, I still. Don't know, I don't know where the Fertitta brothers are and that still, if they are they're at all. They're not. They're, they're not out. Completely. I mean, they have, they have the casino stuff and everything They sold else. it to this. It was a, it was a uh, conglomerate out of China, I believe, actually. China. It was an Asian conglomerate. It was like, but it was like China's buying four into everything. or five years ago. Well, because they got a lot of money over They manipulate the market so well. They have a ton of money. Listen, you want to manipulate this podcast, China? You tell me, comrade. <laughs> Start sending us some checks, I'll bro. Put, I'll, I'll put that. I'll put that uh, <laughs> red, that red hat on with that star and that sickle no, thing. You will not. No, America, where's the, oh, the flag? The flag is right there. We That's right there. We can't see the flag on the podcast right now, but the flag is up there. We have America flag overlooking us because you know why? America. I like Thai food better, anyways. So, <laughs> I mean, actually, truthfully, I do too. Yeah, yeah. I love Thai food. Anyways, where were we going with this? The fact that mm. we don't want so the union thing. That was a good, well, very good. It was a very good topic, though. But but I want to kind of make it this point i want to drive this point home because we've talked a lot leading, drive it home big daddy we talked a lot about this leading up to that ridiculous pay-per-view on triller the fact of this this is never an mma versus boxing thing this wasn't this wasn't um uh rocky going against Thunderlips in, in rocky three when it was pro wrestling versus boxing for a charity match and it was hulk hogan though he was Thunderlips in the movie Thunderlips. yeah it was nothing like that this was not Two sports pitted against one another. Not at all. Okay. This was purely for show, and two guys got paid. Okay? They got paid. Well, they got paid. Well. And, and kudos, Ben Askren, you got paid, and that was legit. There was no, he didn't take a dive or anything like that. You got paid, and I, I support the heck out of that. If somebody else wants to come over the aisle from MMA and get paid, go for it. And I hope at some point one of these guys actually beats a boxer because then – You'll keep getting paid because if, if, if MMA all guys it takes is one. If MMA guys keep coming over and they just get lit up all the time, eventually you don't get paid. Yeah. Eventually people don't want to watch that. So 
I want to see that happen. I think that's good for both universes because what happened at this weekend's pay-per-view, guess who was in the house? Everyone's favorite idiot. Jake Paul. Jake Paul. And everyone's chanting, F Jake Paul, F Jake Paul. And you know what? He's cracking up because he's laughing all the way to the bank. He is. And that's his... So... Daniel Cormier gets in his face. You don't want to know why? Because he wants to put his name on that list just in case. Because he wants that 500 plus thousand payday. Dude, it's... Listen, it's crazy. But you know what's also crazy is, listen, if the MMA guys want to come over to boxing and ever want a shot at winning... It's going to be against the Jake Paul. Sure. Because, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a little bit cocky for boxers because I know the sport. There's going to be no true, legit pro boxers. And I'm talking about like a Regis Progress or even a Ivan Redcatch who quit, by the way. But any of those guys, I, I'm telling you. And most people that I talked to were just like, oh, there's no way that that was a legit knockout. You know, Ben Askren takes punches from four-ounce gloves, blah, blah, blah. But I was like, watch the fight. He was rocked. Yeah. He w- went down from a legit shot. When he got up, was he okay? He, he probably was, but he stumbled. And no matter who you are, they're going to call the fight off. And the only person that really truly knows what Ben Ashcroft was going through is that referee. They look you right dead in the eyes, and they can tell yeah. whether you're good to go. So well, my ben, point is— Well, Ben knows too, and he, he, he isn't argued it either. At all. Not at all. Yeah. But he is—it sucks that he has to argue the fact that he didn't throw the fight because he didn't. Because, listen— It wasn't rigged. Because, listen, he's a credible person and fighter. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna question that guy's no integrity. Questions. Yeah, because that's come what you're on. Doing. Yeah, he, yeah. Was, he he represented the U.S. in wrestling. Give yeah. me a freaking break. He's not throwing a fight. No, the the point is, he's is a true competitor. Is that people are just butt hurt because they can't envision that that people that are animals in the cage, rightfully so, they're they're killers. They're great athletes. Hundred percent. Ben Askren is a legit killer. Somebody, but once you go into a one discipline sport arena, don't don't tell me that all of a sudden your wrestling background is going to help you. It's not. The, and this is where I'm going with this is that you're, you're right. And it's just that I'm telling you, boxers punch differently. Yeah. That I'm most like I had a conversation with my clients. Um, I trained one of their kids and he was in here and he's actually a boxing guy. And he was just like, you're going to tell me, Travis, that uh, Ben Askren has been in the UFC and gets just smokes with four ounce gloves because that's what they use is four ounce gloves. And he goes over to boxing and he gets knocked out with a 10 ounce glove on. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to tell you that because I'm telling you, boxers punch differently than MMA yeah. guys. And see, MMA guys are tough. Yeah. They are. But there's so much technique that goes into what a boxer does. Is, ben, is, is Jake Paul to the point to where he's like an expert yet? No. no. But but look what he did. and. Yeah. He can punch. So what, what I would like to see Weekend Drav, and we're not going to talk about the union stuff because, you know, it will never happen. But what I want to talk about, I don't mind seeing crossover. I wouldn't mind. So all those names that we heard about, like, uh, that Ben was in the ring, like, in the cage with, like a Robbie Lawler, I would love to see him crossover and fight some mid-card sort of boxer. I, w- I would actually be entertained by that. I want to see, okay, because Robbie Lawler has great stand-up. I want to see how it does match up with an actual boxer, how the footwork matches up. I'm like, when you look at the game itself and kind of the artistry behind it, I'm actually intrigued by that. Not, oh, yeah, the MMA guy is going to come in. and woo-doo-doo. No, I want to see it. The disciplines against one another would be fascinating to me, and I think that's good for the fans and good for the fighters. Let yep. them get paid because yep. you're not getting paid in the cage. Yep. You're not. Well, here's the deal, too. If, and this is where... If you ever realize when these guys, when MMA guys that are coming over to the boxing, if they ever take it serious, 
and I know they don't mean it, but for me, Ben Askren and Conor McGregor disrespected boxing. And the reason I say that is because they came over and they automatically thought that they were at the top of their game in the UFC that they could bring it to, to boxing, and they couldn't. Conor yeah. McGregor got knocked out by Floyd Mayweather, who is not a knockout puncher, yeah. who was retired for multiple years. So what I mean by this is if they wanted to take it serious, Conor McGregor, if you brought him along like they're bringing Jake Paul along, Conor McGregor can fight. Yeah. He's got a very good stand-up. Yeah. He does. You watch the fight against Mayweather. Granted, the first, like, four rounds, Mayweather let him do that. He did. You watch the fight, and you ever watch any of Mayweather's fights ever, he's never fought the way he fought like he did against Conor the first, like, four or five rounds. So, but I can watch that, and I know boxing. Conor can fight. Mm-hmm. He can. But he came over to boxing to get paid, yeah. not build a boxing career. However, if he started where Jake Paul's starting at, he wouldn't be bad. Yeah. But it, until, until an MMA guy, MMA guy comes over and tries to do something like that and builds their career, I won't respect it because they're coming over to get paid. I'll respect that they're coming to get paid, mm-hmm. but if you want me to respect you as a fighter and you're coming over to the boxing arena, which is my arena that I spent my whole life in, you know, blood, sweat, and tears, yeah. I'm not going to respect it. Uh, I'm not going to respect it. You want to get paid? Fine. Yeah. I, I, ben Askren came over to get paid. Yeah. Okay. Conor McGregor, same thing. If you guys want to be taken seriously, is the point I'm saying. If you want to be taken seriously, you come over, you build your career. Yeah. You don't come over and call it because what happens? None of those guys have fared well yeah. against a top it, guy. It's just kind of a. I think it's just kind of a weird gray area, especially with the context of what we're talking about, because I don't think necessarily it was. Only Ben calling out Jake Paul. I think he was more of a hand-picked opponent as well. Well, they uh, were actually calling out Dylan Dennis. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, so, some I mean, rumblings. Yeah. So, I'll, I'll, can I'll, I not claim Jake? By the way, Jake Paul, I'm giving him credit. He can fight a little bit. He yeah. can. Not taking that away from him. However, I saw him give him some interviews. So, finish your thought. But I saw him give him some interviews. Jake Paul doesn't speak for boxing. No. Yeah. So no. I want to make that clear. He doesn't speak he for is, humanity. Yeah. Uh, well, he was he was saying in a couple of interviews, he was like, it's boxing versus MMA. I'm like, hold on, Jake. I'm giving you respect because listen, Jake can fight. Listen. But you don't speak for boxing. He's not yet. He's he is a marketer and showman number one. That's and it. Kudos to him, bro. He's so, made a lot of money so doing that. I'll I'll push back on the respecting a little bit. Um I think, yes, it's disrespectful to me if somebody comes in from the other sport and says basically that they're representing the sport against the other sport. That's disrespectful. But if it's someone coming over like, no, I, I want to kick that guy's ass. I want to fight that guy. And actually puts the time in. Don't, I, don't go I, I in. I don't feel like Ben No, he didn't. He went and spent a week with Freddie Roach. He was supposed to spend two weeks. He spent a week. Did I not tell you two? I was like, that's not going to do a dip. That's no, not it's do not. A damn and, thing. And, I said and, it on the podcast. Like, every, oh, good every, for him. Everyone's saying, oh, yeah, no, Freddie, if, if anybody can. No, Freddie, come on. Come on. I lo- Nobody could do that. Freddie Roach is awesome, but he, he's not the same Freddie Roach as he was 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Even if he was. A week is not enough. A week's enough not time, enough. Period. You're telling me that two weeks you can break down a fighter's mechanics? And rebuild them up? No way. That's what's crazy about no boxing. No way. Now, okay. now, now, get same example. If Ben was working with Freddie Roach for like six months. That's different. That's a lot different. It is. I think that fight could have been a lot different. And the only reason I would say it's different is because a normal, okay, I'll tell you the difference is 
if Nate Robinson was working with uh, anybody, Fred, if he's working with anybody, Freddie for six months, he doesn't do anything. He didn't work with anybody. Did he, work, did he train overnight. with anybody? I, I don't know who he trained with, actually. Good Lord. My point is, though, is that at least Ben Askren had a wrestling background. And there's a lot of leverage that comes along with that, and you and your punches and your technique and all that stuff does. It doesn't completely translate, but if you work with a guy like a Freddie Roach or an actual boxing guy, he could have helped him a lot more. And even I'm going to tell you, as a boxing coach myself, even six months is not enough. Boxing is a weird effing sport, and I've been around it long enough well, to where you can't teach it. Yes, I in don't. Six months. I don't think year, it's enough time. Two years. I don't think it's enough time if you have zero combat sport yeah. anything. Yeah. But if what, you're if you're yeah. a professional athlete. I think you're like going to pick up on things a lot quicker. It would have. That's yeah. what I'm saying. That's what I say about Ben Askren six months with um, Freddie Roach. Would you have seen a massive difference? No. You would have saw something small. And you, even if you didn't see it, I guarantee you Ben Askren would have felt it and seen it. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. But like you get a, Nate Robinson, no. You got some schmo off the street like me for six months. I'd walk in there and be like, where's the weight room? That's all I want. Um, so, Stay buff. <laughs> buff dudes check them out on youtube buff dudes um so that, that's my pushback on that yeah it's, it's disrespectful in certain contexts when you look like uh, uh woodley who was just cut by the ufc by the way yeah was he really yeah he was cut by the ufc like recent recent yeah within the last week so uh when you get someone like him he's gonna want to box now yeah he's gonna and more power to you if you want to come make in some and money. do that, yeah, he'll make but some do money. not do not say you're representing a sport against another sport because that is disrespectful. Yep. And and Grant, if you just want to fight a dude, cool. I'm okay with that. I don't find that as disrespectful at all. No. Put the time in. Be willing to fight. That's it. Yes. But also, be honest with yourself. You want to get paid because you're not getting paid over there. There's only a few people at the top getting paid over there in that promotion. But- and this is where, like, I know that I'm biased, though, Brandon, B-Money, is that I'm telling you, and my fighters are seeing this. So I've, I've been a professional boxer for over 16 years, mm-hmm. amateur over 14 years. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about 30-plus years that I've been in boxing, right? Sure. But I've also been in training where I train other people for 10-plus years as well. I've also trained MMA guys, too. So when I look at all this, and I've – Literally, this is just from all my experience coming into the experiences that I'm telling you guys, and I promise you, Ben Askren knows that now. Even Connor knows it. Boxing, and I can't speak to MMA, but boxing, it's hard to fucking learn. You don't teach it See, overnight. why you got to drop the I know. Bomb. I'm sorry, but yeah. it was passionate about so, it. No. You just can't. No, it's I like get a it. year. Trust me. I'm talking com- years. I completely understand that. Completely. Because when you look at these guys who are considered some of the guys and gals who are considered some of the greatest strikers in MMA history, yeah, but they're also striking against MMA fighters, okay? Yep. Which, yes, are very disciplined and skilled in certain respects, but they're not skilled with the pure sport. They're not with the you know whatever you guys call it. They're not just a, a, a train from a boxing standard. They're, they're, they're not a trained pugilist. They're MMA fighters. Yep. Okay, going against MMA fighters, and yes, you might be the best striker ever in MMA. But did you ever see? Did Anderson Silva ever eventually get into a boxing ring with somebody? They kept talking about it for years. Did you and see Roy him? Roy Jones. No. Did you see him finally do it? No. You know why? Because he's he was a smart guy. He knew. He would have gotten worked. He knew. What he was good at. He couldn't at. use his legs. He couldn't use his leverage. He couldn't use any of that. And then, Listen, and then Father Time catches up. Stay in your lane, bro. I know this. And Just, I'm not saying that for them either. I'm saying that for myself. 
stay in your lane, bro. Do you know how I could I could easily come over and I could fight one or two UFC fights. I guarantee you I could get into that arena, not making a ton of money at all. But no. I could. I don't want to because I can only do stand up. No, and also, I know this. But also you could take you could spend the same amount of time training for that and go work at seven eleven and make more money. And so what's the point? In the TH boxing facilities, I'm doing okay, so I don't need That's to go what, do I that. Mean, there's, so there's, a, I, there's this gray area we can travel. This goes not just with the fight game, but with anything. How much is your pride worth? How much, how much is that worth where you're taking time away from your family and, and you know this, the, the, the disrespect you have to deal with everything? Yeah. What is it worth for your own pride and ego? You know, and I think that... Even though I've seen I've seen Ben Astrin talking on a couple of podcasts and stuff like that, he's like, you know what, I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna coach my fighters at my wrestling academy and all this other stuff. But at the end of the day, though, I promise you, he's having to address this whole thing because he did get his ass kicked. Yeah. So even though he made 500 grand, it's affecting his business. A little bit still. So you have to be careful with that because even though it was boxing, I know. I know. Even though it was boxing, I know. But I'm telling you, as a customer-driven business, which is what we're in, it doesn't take much for people to be like, wow, this guy got his butt kicked on national TV. Yeah, but see, I'm going to disagree with that because with his customer base, he's not working. It's not striker He's wrestlers. It's it's a wrestling academy. And on top of that, how many more people do you think subscribe to his podcast during this whole thing? Well, so you're talking about his podcast. I'm talking about his academy podcast. Do you really think he lost? Sure, they're You really think he lost some wrestling? No, but people. I think that he had to address this a little more. Well, of course, of course. Than, than he probably liked, and probably. he probably will continue to do it. Six months, people will forget about it. People will forget about it as soon as Jake Paul fights somebody else. So let's hope Jake Paul fights somebody well, sooner. Well, let's hope they then for- they'll forget about let's it. Let's hope they forget by the time there's another crazy thriller pay-per-view on, which is coming up this summer with Teofimo Lopez. June something, right? Early yeah, June. Yeah, I really hope the format's a lot different. Listen, we, we put up our we, – we ripped that thing to shreds last week. Find it up uh, up on our YouTube channel, wherever you find the podcast, audio, and visual. It's on there. B-Money broke this down. There was like- a comment, and somebody, and I appreciated the comment. He, like, broke down. He's like, this was basically therapeutic for me to, to listen to you guys I think break this yeah. thing down. And I was like, that's what we're here for. That's what we're here yeah, for. Listen, we're here for you. This is, this is where B-Money comes in handy because B-Money is a, he's a financial advisor by trade. Mm-hmm. Very organized breaks stuff down i almost said that's where i did break stuff down he's very good he's got this little notebook over here mm. he doesn't always use it Mm-mm. but lately for the triller thing he broke it down oh. we had bullet points for I the still triller. No, it's, it's still here I B money b money had bullet points You're, and i actually i liked it i thought i was I, you would think that i sat down in a pay-per-view and i just started writing my list of list of it atrocities right there there's my list of atrocities of that thing <laughs> I really hope in, in June or whenever Teofimo's on that there's no big list of atrocities. I'm sorry. We have to watch it. Snoop Dogg, sure. love you to death. But I don't need you in front of the camera all the time. Snoop Dogg, I love your music to death. Yeah. Your boxing analogies and your Actually, you know boxing what? prowess. He wasn't... With that, going back to that, he wasn't actually the worst part. Because you kind of understood what you were going to get. Yeah, yeah. It was the other guys on the panel that were supposed to be boxing guys. They were god-awful because they, it was like they were almost trying to cater to Snoop. Exactly. And try to seem cool. They were. They were bowing down to, to Snoop. I'm like, who are these guys? 
Nor you. I mean, you got the no one. respect. There was no. no. Yeah, it was like respect what you listen. Respect what you do. Okay, and that, I'm saying that to the boxing historians because Al Bernstein. This guy's a boxing historian. Yeah. Yeah. Like he was around when Tyson first yeah. came up. Yeah. So, bro, respect your effing craft. What are you doing? I don't blame Snoop Dogg for that because. To be fair, Snoop was just having a party, bro. He, exactly. He was having a good time. He doesn't know boxing etiquette. He doesn't. Just oh, he, like we don't does. know rap he, etiquette. He knows a lot more than we give him credit for. The problem is, is he was just having a good time. No, the problem is he wasn't getting like, like you do with me sometimes. You hone me in. I didn't. You hone me in. You pull it back pull a little bit. Pull just like nobody pulled Oscar back. This guy. Good lord, Oscar. That's going to be for. A How are we supposed to take him for serious? I don't even know. I don't even know. He's still smoking cigars with Mario Lopez, doing all this stuff. Agreed. He's on his Instagram. I'm looking and I'm like, what are people honestly thinking? We're like, you know what? Oscar is had a Hall of Fame boxing career, so we're just going to allow him to do this charade that he's doing. And maybe he actually doesn't ever come back and fight. I feel like let's just like let him do his charade. I feel like there's probably a bunch of guys calling his camp. Like, I want to fight him. Mm-hmm. I want to fight him. I want to fight him. 100%. Yeah. They're knocking that Instead of the out. other way around, where a lot of yeah. times they're trying to find the opponent, these yeah. guys are like, oh, I'll, I'll fight oh, yeah. the crap out of him. Oh, I promise you that they're not going to have a hard time finding an opponent for him. No. They're going to have more of a hard time finding the right opponent yeah. for him. Yeah. Because, so, oh my gosh. There's massive opponents lining up. There's so many good things going on in boxing and so many not so good things. And that has fallen into the realm right now of not so good, which I hate saying that about the Golden Boy. I really do. I really I, do. Get your, get your stuff in check, wow. man. You know, Frank Mir said, you know what, I just hope he gets the help. Okay. You know what? I love the Frank Mir. How much money do you think Frank Mir made for that boxing match? Probably more than his last three UFC fights combined. Okay. Give me a number. And I'll tell you How what much it is because I know what it is. Do I think he made in the Triller pay-per-view? Yeah. What do you think he made for that? Guaranteed. Quarter mil. 350 grand. Guaranteed. Good for him. Good for him. He actually made more than Cunningham. Who he fought. Yeah. Who is a, Cunningham made 150 G's. Well, uh, granted, still keep in mind, great money. Well, keep in mind, uh, he, he may have leveraged that up just because that was a last minute deal. Uh, you it know, was. so uh, what's his face drop? That was it. Well, who was it he was supposed to fight? It was supposed to be. Um, uh, Frank Mayer was supposed to fight. Oh, I can see his face, and, and, and oh my gosh, it was... Um, he was an old boxer, though, right? Not, but he's not super old. Antonio Tarver. Yes, yep. yes, yes. Right he's, here from Florida. Yeah, yeah. 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 Not, not, actually, not super old at all. I think, yeah, not something, super old something at Something tells me Frank was getting a quarter, and he ended up getting 350 yeah. on that final I, I deal. I think you're probably Either right. way, former UFC heavyweight champion fought Brock Lesnar. Which that's not really a good comparison of heavyweight champs to the UFC. I understand that, so don't don't really don't really rip me apart for that. But either way, Frank Mir's been in that game. That's yeah. a huge payday for an MMA person. Huge. You know what? I'm really happy to look at this. I know that Jake Paul ended up making more because Jake Paul's contract was structured differently than everybody else's because he got a percentage of the pay per view sales. But unreal, bro. Listen to this. Here is the full list of the people on that card that made money. Okay. Ben Askren. Five hundred thousand dollars, which we already knew that base. That was what he was guaranteed. Win nothing, or nothing to do with buy rate, anything like that. No. That's just the base. So, and this is what people always ask me, and this is coming from the UFC crowd. I think is that the average person they're just like, well, "What do you get to win?" I go, "No, boxing, you're guaranteed." Ben Askren made five hundred G's guaranteed. Now, 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 this is going to get a little long. I think. Oh, now, brown cow. 
I think there's something to be said about that. I kind of like that where the winner gets a little extra juice. We can we can talk more about that for sure. But when they get to the big time level, though, like the Connor level, doesn't they, matter as much. They don't. They structure that the same way well, the boxing, where they guarantee here's them how UFC, win or lose. Here's how UFC pay structures suck, and and I know they had just adjusted them, but they adjusted them, they still suck. Back a couple of years ago, it was like, yeah, you, if you won, you can get an extra, a little bit of juice. If you were a quote unquote fight of the night, which who votes on that, juice, by the way, yeah, yeah. Dana, you get probably. even more extra juice probably and a lot Dana. compared to what you were getting. Yeah. You can get like 50K yeah. versus the 15 you were getting. Yeah, yeah. 15? Or knockout of the night or submission of the night. And I think they got rid of one of those because, like, friends of, uh, friends of, friend, uh, friend of ours, like a Mike Perry, he won some of those things, and that's how he's getting paid pretty good. Yeah. And his contract was pretty decent, but it wasn't like this. Yeah. That's the other thing. They get him on these contracts, and so they already lock know. Them in. They lock him in. Yep. And if you're, that, if you're just that eager and you don't bet on yourself, you're like, I just, wanna, I just I need want to sign something. I need that. You could be in a five- to six-fight contract making 15 grand every fight. Are you freaking kidding me? I think what MMA does the structures are like 15 to show up, 15 to win. Insane. So I'm like 30 grand. And how many people are you, you paying? Whoever. And you have to pay everybody out. Your whole, yeah. your trainer, the And then facilities. if you're Mike Perry, why don't you go ahead and take taxes out as well? Yes. And you're, you're looking at 30 grand if you win. You're looking at probably 20% of that is going to manager, trainer, whatever else. Another, what, 10 to 15% probably taxes. I don't know. I, usually, I don't know. I mean, yeah. Probably at least that. So, like, you're not walking away. He might be free and clear. Twelve thousand yeah. dollars you're walking around with, which don't get me wrong, great money, but these guys are not going to fight, especially in MMA. After that, he's healing for months. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm just a schmuck, but weekend trav. I'm family of four. I ain't living off of twelve grand. No, nobody is for a month, two months, three months. They sell them. How the, the hell do you do they that? They sell them that dream. I get it. You get these sponsor dollars, whatever else. But man, but not now because they structured it in a way yeah, too. Now where structure. they Reebok. It's a weird structure. And it's tiered. Well, it's not. I think it's Venom now. I mean, it's like. It's, is it really? Well, Venom's the clothing apparel now. Okay. I th- I don't know what the shoes are because do you even need shoes? No, they don't wear shoes. Any, yeah, you don't need shoes. Okay, listen. Okay, I'm going to break down the list again. Let's do that. Start and we're going to talk this, and then we're done. Okay. So, the list. I started with Ben Askren, 500 grand, right? Base. Base. But, to be fair, this is crazy. I actually didn't know this until just now. But, Jake Paul's base, 690 grand. But, he's going to walk away with probably close to 10 mil. I'm telling you, it'll be closer... I see this upwards of. I 10 see mil. the sixty nine in there. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. That's very funny. Nice. Ivan Redcash, the guy who quit. The Phantom Low Blow. Two hundred fifty k. He got two hundred fifty k to not get hit in the nuts. To quit, and to to walk away the next day and be fine. Guess what? That's your last payday ever, boy. Yeah, it is. Uh, the guy he fought, Regis Progress, made the most on the entire card, which. Rightfully so, I think. Okay. Boxer. Legit. But, okay. but again, boxer. But he made more than Jake Paul. What was base? 850. Yeah, but he probably didn't have the incentive pay. Like, no, no. Yeah. But he didn't. No. So this is just base. Just 100%. base. 100%. So 850. The only person, though, that is getting incentives on that is for sure Jake Main Paul. Event, sure. And I bet Askren doesn't probably get got some. a tiny bit, probably. Probably. Because we all know that they bought that because of probably Jake Paul. But anyway, I was actually very surprised that Regis Progress made 850. Good That's pretty him. impressive. Good for him. That weight class, and he walked impressive. out with a horrible 
plastic, uh, red plastic belt. Oh, God, a belt that was proud. Guys, Triller, I have had a long-lasting relationship with title boxing, but it's because I think their stuff is quality. I bought a belt for one of the contests that I had inside my gym mm-hmm. for my fighters mm-hmm. that looked 10 times better than the belt you gave your actual pro fighter. It's terrible. This was an amateur fighter I gave this to, by the way. Terrible. The belt looked 10 times better than what they gave a pro fighter. I mean, the, the green WBC. A pro fighter who made $850,000. Uh, uh, I think I mentioned it last week. The belts looked like they came out of um, if you bought the action figure for a pro wrestler back in the day. It looked like that. Is this, is, I feel like it was about to, you were about to punk, punch in that little plastic nub in order to pinch it in. It was terrible. Terrible. Do we need to go further down this list? Let's let's. Frank Mir, 350. Steve Cunningham, 150. Jeez, uh, only this one Joe Fournier. 220k boxer I'm like 220 yeah good he, for him he fought the that that I, musician he yes fought the musician. i know what the musician get it doesn't say oh wait is, is the musician raycon yes oh he made 80k <laughs> there's so i'm but tired of people thing. griping here's the thing so. here's the thing cage guys what's your worth yeah my god that. you're worth more than that why can't we where's the uprising we have uprising in our streets over stupid crap Politically, we're not going to get into nope. it. We don't have time for that. <laughs> Where's the uprising on that? Raycon is getting 80K. Did you? He didn't even land a punch, that guy. Did he even throw a punch? <laughs> 80K. The worst pay-per-view to watch ever, but top 10 grossing ever. Which is... 80K for that guy? Boxing sells the stuff. Oh, my gosh. And Snake who knows how much Snake Pete Davidson made. Like- Good Lord. Anyways. All right. So we are drinking tonight. <laughs> Tonight we are drinking Amador whiskey, double barrel, blended bourbon whiskeys, finished with Chardonnay wine barrels. We can try. Give me your thoughts here. So I'm going to give two thoughts. One, we are the number one boxing beard. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I said beard. Because it's only one. one. Yeah. Beard, boxing beard, bourbon podcast filmed in orlando florida specifically lake nona loria park in a boxing gym in the world on mondays or sundays or whenever we put it out we we beat out somebody somebody for sure because number we're, one we're, we're the, you see the guns on this guy we're beating up and if he doesn't get <laughs> beat him, somebody on his back so we're gonna get yeah. him. but regardless the reason i brought it up was because we're in loria park which is actually a very affluent neighborhood because Charles Woodson yep. lives in the area as well as Juan Manuel Marquez, Miguel Cotto, some other people. But Charles but, Woodson. But Charles Woodson because Super Bowl champ. Money's Super Bowl champ. We're ignoring, he the, loves Green Bay Packers. We're ignoring, the, o- the, ignoring the Oakland Raiders stuff because he was a world champ here. So the reason why I bring that up is we were at the ABC liquor store which we should have been Facebook living. I know. Mm. Producer, I mm. know. Mm. He did yell at me. Mm-hmm. But this is Charles Woodson's drink. Favorite. Choice. Favorite. So when the guy told us that, we were like, well, boom, sold. And we can rate it now, and I will rate it. And I'm, I'm going high. Like, I don't know what my highest has ever been, but this is going to be pretty close. I'm giving it a 7.9. It is smooth. 
Like, see, here's the thing. It's smooth. So we can trap. I thought you were gonna go eight one. I, I thought you were gonna go eight one. I, I didn't know if I wanted and, to break you eight wanna or know, not. You want to know what sounds so crazy? I was going seven nine. I mean, great minds think alike. Seven nine. That's easy math, ladies and gentlemen. That's a seven point nine boxing gloves out of ten on this Amador double barrel. It is very smooth. The little smooth. The little placard mentions the uh, slight hint of raisins and this nice vanilla finish and all this other good stuff. And it's finished in the Chardonnay. It's just good. It's smooth. It tastes very good on the palate. Um, and we've been talking a lot, so we haven't drank a lot of this. Plus, it's a Monday night here, um, and we both both have to work we early. Have to do. But this is very, very, very good. If I'd you this stuff right are here. able to get your hands on Amador Whiskey Company, the double barrel, so I don't know about any of their other stuff, if you can, go for it. It's Batch not, number four. Not too hot or anything like that, so it's 86.8 proof, so it's not real, there's not a lot of heat to it, but it's good. <sighs> we. Highly recommend that one. We're enjoying it. Do we it. ever really say that? I highly recommend this one. It's so smooth. In pre-production, I asked Weekend Trev, hey, don't let me linger here after we're done. It is. Might be tough right now. I Might know, be beca- because usually even the bad, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll make it quick, but the bad stuff, proper 12, Conor McGregor. Terrible. 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 But we drink like half of it. So this stuff, which is actually good, I might start slurring my speech a little bit. There are some previous episodes, which you can find on YouTube as well as wherever you find your audio podcasts. Find previous episodes of us and fast forward to about halfway through, maybe three quarters through, and you'll see we're slurring some words. Yep. Look it up. But no slurs, but just slurring words. Dude, we're pretty fun. We've been doing this for like, what, well, 43 weeks? Yeah, 43 weeks. 43 weeks. Go back and check us out. YouTube, Weighing In With Travis Hartman, Spotify, and then literally every other avenue that you can listen to podcasts, we're on. And Check then, us out. And then come on now. Subscribe. Don't be what a do punk. You have, what do you have to lose? Don't be a punk. Ugh. I'm just kidding. Because you know what's going to happen if you don't? This guy over here is going to show up to your house one day. He might knock, but if you have a ring doorbell cam, he might push the button. And then he's going to cover up the camera part. He's going to wait until you get on the audio track and say, hey, who's there? And be like, he, he's like, hey, uh, it's DoorDash. And you're going to come down thinking, oh, somebody else's food. You're going to open the door, and he's going to be like, hey, are you subscribed to the Way In With Travis Hartman YouTube podcast? And you're going to be like, no. He's going to punch you right in the stomach. That, that was so fast. This is what I teach my fighters, too. You blind them with the jab. This is the jab. Boom. Boom. That's what happens when I'm knocking on your door. Boom! Hey, but Usman Usman brought that left hook and that straight right. Hey, UFC, I'll give you props. That was a great pay-per-view. But, hey, what did you get paid for knocking out Masvidal? You know what? Come on. Wrap this up and I'm going to look it up. Okay. So, uh, to our media partners... You might not be happy with us, but we're happy with you. TH Boxing, IF Enterprises, and Gulfstream Financial, we always thank you. Thank you to our subscribers, our fan base, all few of you. Thank you so much. Please subscribe below. Hit the thumb uh, for liking it. Or if you don't like it, I don't care. Hit it too. I don't Hit both of them. I don't know how that metric works. Dude, he was the main event. Main event. For a Big show, which was in Florida, by the Massive way. Massive knockout. So this, he probably got knockout of the night. But Live let's not talk fans about that. too. His guaranteed base was five hundred. And he's a title holder, dude. 
Yeah, he's he a has he has a belt. This is a and big he's card. A stud. This is a big card. They highly advertise because Masvidal yeah. was a Masvidal was, was a pretty three, big it figure. Was three belts. Yeah. Now the the five hundred k was his figure. The the chick from Russia, I've been a fan of hers for. I mean, she put some, on a show. She's she's a stud. I mean, I tell you what. Can you say she, that? She is solid. Well, no, that's just kind of a weird crossover, isn't it? But no, I'm she's. Uh, I, I can't pronounce her name. I'm not very good at that kind of stuff. I'm out of there because I know that I watched a highlight of it. The, the girl that kicked the other no, girl? No, 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 no. No, not that one. No, no, the blonde from Russia. Oh, I didn't see that one then. Yeah, she just she just destroys everybody. I didn't see that Anyways, one. Anyways, we're, we're getting into a realm that we're not familiar with, so we're going to sound really stupid. So to you MMA fans that gonna, hate us. We're going to stay in our lane. We're staying in our lane right now, but we are entertained when we watch. We are, because you know what? We're dudes, we and uh, we like combat sports. We're going to have fun. We're going to drink. We're going to watch. We're going to have a good time, Punch just like people. you should, too, because you know what? That's what it's about. We can trap. At the end of the day, it is. It's about fun. It's entertainment. entertainment. Get together. Have some fun. It's watch about, people bloody each other up. It's about ELE. Everybody love everybody. With that, that there over there, over there, <laughs> and there is Weekend Trap. That there is B-Money, a.k.a. producer, a.k.a. Stay buff. They can't see that, though, because it's supposed to be in backwards. Well, that's why I told them. Thanks for joining us. God bless.